Hey, welcome back to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church podcast, where we have conversations about leadership, we get behind the scenes of church life, and we dig into what it looks like to follow Jesus as we find our way together. Please join me in welcoming our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way as we're wrapping up our ministry season uh, here at Southridge, uh, here the mid, uh, late part of June, and doing a bit of a three-location tour, just kind of getting the State of the Union on where uh, each of our locations are these days. And so uh, I have with us uh, what has been one of, but now is identifying, I think, more as the uh, location pastor in our St. Catherine's location, Jeff Martins. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm well. Happy to be uh, on here, sharing a little bit again. Good. Uh, Can you give us a bit of a pulse check on just where you're at personally and how your family's doing and all that? Yeah, things are, are are well. We're looking forward to summer being on the horizon. And uh, actually, a, a few weeks ago, we were really fortunate. We, we got away for a week of family vacation together, something we were trying to do kind of either in late winter or early spring, but kind of got pushed back quite a bit. But but we were glad to enjoy that and looking forward to some of the, the downtime that summer will provide. And probably the biggest thing, I think, this June, that's just kind of our family stage of life, is we're gearing up for our daughter Haley's grade eight graduation. And we're for... She's our oldest and actually arriving at that uh, place of having a kid graduating from elementary school is uh, feeling like a bit of a mile marker that we're enjoying and parenting through and reflecting on how it all goes fast. So did she do the full 10 year run at one school? Yeah. Prince Philip uh, School in the North End is is where our neighborhood and, and 10 years there. So, yeah, because I remember that being a feeling both of our, our two oldest uh, did the full 10 years at one school. And, and that graduation wasn't just a shifting to high school, but it was like a, wow, that's an era. That's, mm-hmm. that's a decade. And mm-hmm. uh, not that you're feeling older because of it, but just you, you do take a step back and realize how fast that decade goes. What is the, the parenting adage that they say around here? The, the, the years are short, even though the days are long. Exactly. And it right. uh, feels a little bit like that for sure. Uh, anything you got exciting coming up? In the summer, you said you just got away with your family. You got any any big summer plans? Uh, there's there's a couple. Oh, our our kids are excited. They're all having an opportunity to go to, to Camp Crossroads, each of them for a week. And for our boys, that'll be their first time doing that kind of experience. So that'll be big uh, for them. And each of our uh, families, kind of on either sides, or our extended families on on my side of the family and Lindsay's, are are each trying to rent a cottage uh, for for different little parts of the summer. And we're going to try to engage in that a little bit too as some summer getaway. So, Fantastic. Now, as we dive into this conversation about our St. Catharines location, I kind of joked, was kind of serious about this whole title. Um, can, can you just make some comments about why the location pastor, uniquely in our St. Catharines location, has been kind of a nebulous concept, in mm. especially in recent years? Mm-hmm. Well, before I was funny, I was thinking about this. Like it's 2023. It's it's now been 20 years since our church, when we were before Fairview Louth, relocated to Glenridge Avenue and became Southridge, and uh, and it's been also over a decade. It would have been 2009 when we became uh, what we describe as a multi-site church and have multi locations as part of our one church and who we are in Niagara, and the concept of a location pastor only came to life for us or became a thing as we went multi-site and as we launched other locations. Otherwise, our staff and pastors, we were all just part of 
this location, aka this church before we were multi-site. And so I remember when we when we launched uh, first in Welland and we had a, a North End St. Catharines location for a little bit, um, and then eventually our Vineland location. In each case, we identified a location pastor to kind of be, we use this language of the face with the place and the primary relational connection with that community, that congregation. Um, well, our whole church kind of collectively, and, and we talk about sort of in a centralized way as, as, as staff and, and, and leaders of ministries, would really kind of drive the experiences and programming in all locations, but that location pastor would be the face of the place. However, we more identified those as we launched locations and Glenridge or our St. Catherine's location just kind of kept being what it was and by and large just still had personnel and pastors and people that were around in a bit more of a collective. And then a number of years into that, we kind of felt like having a bit more of a, of a person identified uh, would likely also serve our St. Catherine's community well. And, and Chris Fowler is probably most uh, directly positioned in that role for a while, but his role has changed over the years coming out of COVID. Anyway, all that to say, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll get into some of this stuff more, but but even in we're at in this replanting kind of post-pandemic era as a church, um, we're recognizing the need for that kind of face with the place, focused and identified attention of pastoring in all three of our locations. And maybe St. Catherine's probably needing that clarity the most. And my role and how it's kind of been evolving over the years, being able to, to focus on that. And we're just kind of recently saying, yeah, at some point I got to sort of just say and identify as being the location pastor, still alongside other pastors and staff, but being that face with the place that even helps me focus my attention, particularly on what our, on the pulse of our St. Catherine's location and what it, what it needs at any given time. Yeah, that's a good history lesson because uh, I would say pre-pandemic, especially when you add the fact that all of our offices are in the St. Catherine's location, there was kind of a home base feel for all of the other sites and and activity and you know now coming out of the pandemic in the relaunch restart it has a feel like it's its own kind of independent church in that sense Mm -hmm. and that all of our locations are not that they're independent but that they're relaunching as kind of these these smaller budding church plants of sorts and you know pre-pandemic you can support a system of churches through a, a a central support that isn't as clearly led but you know little church plants they need Mm. face of the place so even the the need for location pastor never mind the number of us who've kind of identified as pastors in a location like st catherine's uh has has shifted and uh, i think that's why we're we're highlighting that these days a little bit more um we've talked many times about the reality of anchor causes defining our locations. And we've talked many times about the anchor cause specifically in St. Catharines. And just mm. a few weeks ago, uh, Annie Throws uh, recorded a podcast on just the state of the union of our anchor cause here in, in, uh, in our St. Catharines location. But uh, talk from your perspective, sort of on the church side of it, the, the uh, kind of what makes this anchor cause unique and maybe what else is unique about our St. Catharines location mm. that even people listening from other locations might not appreciate. Sure. Yeah, once again, I'm just sort of thinking in historic terms, when we relocated as a church 20 some years ago, uh, a large part of the sort of driving heart behind that was to be in greater proximity to 
the, the, the needs and mainly the needs of the marginalized in our city. And we quickly learned and where we find ourselves just outside of downtown St. Catharines that uh, those who are or are experiencing or have experiencing homelessness it was, a, it was a great need that we had gained proximity in. And uh, over the years, as our shelter has developed, really what, what our anchor cause is in St. Catharines is to extend compassion and justice and to engage in loving, mutual um, relationships that, that even help foster our sort of Jesus life, our discipleship, uh, to uh, do that with those who are experiencing or have experienced homelessness, to engage in uh, supports and in relationship with, uh, through proximity with uh, our, our friends in the, in the homeless community. And uh, what's a little bit unique about our, our St. Catherine's location is that, you know, some uh, over now a span of about 18 years or so, particularly the compassion and justice, um, both operation and we sometimes use the phrase of the, the playground of relationship of our homeless shelter uh, has become quite substantial and operates at a significant scale, not just in its scale of size. We, we have a, a 55 bed uh homeless shelter, but in its constancy, in its 24 seven, um, you know, requiring personnel attention, staffing kind of at all times, three meals a day in our facility uh, is kind of unique to the nature of the anchor cause here in St. Catharines. I would say in addition to that, knowing that we're winding up our ministry season in our annual rhythm, it kind of goes with the school year launch in September wrap up in June, we're in kind of a reflective place on how all this is going. Mm. Um, even beyond the anchor cause, Jeff, what would you say, especially in this kind of emerging clarity around the location pastor role, like what's the pulse of our people right now? Hmm. Where are we finding ourselves coming out of the pandemic? Where are we finding ourselves at the end of a, a ministry season? What's kind of the spiritual temperature of sorts? Yeah, I, I think as I reflect on it, as we kind of observe, as you just sit across from tables in a coffee shop or at people's dinner tables together, uh, for me, I feel like we're definitely still in a, a replanting era. It's definitely been a year of replanting, but I, I've been kind of coming to this resolve of it feels like we're in an era. And I think for people's own experience and their, their spiritual lives, first of all, I think a lot of people are experiencing um, a richer experience of Jesus-centered faith coming out of the pandemic in the context of our community. There's many people describing experiencing that more than they ever have. Um, some of those are folks that are kind of returning or, or in a new, uh, a renewed or maybe brand new way, kind of participating in the life of, of, of our faith community. For some, these are longtime people of faith, aspiring Jesus followers, even longtime members of our church, but that are all describing something new and often richer and deeper and maybe wider. Um, and at the same time, I feel like that's coming with some uh, learning, I'll even say growing pains of then trying to figure out kind of this new identity of how we understand our faith and how we live it together. That... Um, doesn't necessarily always fit in the same containers we've had previously. And yet some of the things we continue to be about and want to do together as a church are, are 
similar or can kind of look the same from the other. I, I think of just even what it means to participate or, or you know, attend a church service on a Sunday morning um, as people are experiencing a renewed kind of faith, um, re-understanding what attending a church service or gathering together on Sunday is, is part of their journey. It's part of our journey as a church. And it can be a little bit fumbly or, or a little bit, um, I think there's a lot of figuring out going on of, of how this renewed experience, richer, deeper, freer faith is also lived out still in the rhythms and routines and life of community, of church life together. So yeah, right, that, yeah, I feel a lot of that in our St. Catherine's location. The, the, I mean, we've learned in many environments, the more a person progresses spiritually, the less programmatically dependent they are on a church, on a, on a ministry. And I think that that accelerated when all of the programmatic dependence was removed for, you know, two, two and a half years through, through the pandemic. And so many people, as you observe, they, they are in a different place, but then it becomes disorienting as to mm-hmm. how to re-engage in this thing. Like I've talked to many people who the language they've used isn't just that they're experiencing more of Jesus today, but that they don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go back. And it's disorienting to know how to engage in the same buildings, generally the same people, but yeah. differently in a way that doesn't feel like they, they have to go back. So I, I think that's a really uh, a, a kind of astute and key observation. And pastorally, in those kinds of conversations, I want to be clear that I don't want any of us going back. Jesus following is... We use the journey metaphor. We're talking about finding our way. It 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 inherently in uh, means movement, growth, progress, the kingdom of God advancing. Um, and I think that's the season we're in. We're in a how do we keep growing together? How do we keep finding our way together into the deeper, richer, wider, freer reality of Jesus at the center among us? And and that's that's some of what. Uh, and we'll probably touch on some of this, but like that's that's also some of what really excites me in this. We're still kind of fine figuring things out. We're kind of experiencing some of these growing pains. There's some identity and disorient uh, disorientation kind of questions among many people spiritually or in, in in the community of faith. And I think that's so ripe for what God is up to among us and yeah, still going yeah. to be. Yeah. Now talk about it's another dynamic we've been kind of noticing in our locations, and it's certainly true in St. Catharines, so I'd love for you to comment on it, that the tension between, you use the word replanting, the tension between replanting and people recovering. Because the replanting of a church or the planting of a church, anyone who's listening, you know, who's, who's ever led in a church plant, been part of a church plant, knows the adage that it takes 80% of the rocket's fuel just to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a highly invested high demanding season Mm. and yet so many people coming out of the pandemic are recovering Mm. literally physically emotionally even spiritually recovering whatever and and that's posed a bit of a tension in the demands required for replanting but also the pastoral demands for facilitating recovering Mm -hmm. can you talk about how you've been in touch with people and just sensing and observing some of that as maybe one of our biggest challenges as a church and as a location these days Mm -hmm. i think for one it's having us increasingly pay attention to recognizing that what we're replanting 
at least part of it, if not a significant part, should be a community where recovery is very possible. Where, where recovery is that it is a place where uh, recovery is what happens, which helps us all kind of be drawn to, to what we are actually planting together. But it's interesting. We sometimes use the, the analogy of the church, especially when it comes to this idea of recovery, um, is kind of like a, a hospital, a place of care and healing. Um, and yet often it's the, the, the patients of the hospital, all of us who need versions of recovery or aspects of recovery in our life, who are also the ones trying to attend to others who are in recovery. And so it, it's sort of a, that, that's the ongoing sort of, sort of tension or dynamic at play. I think trying to recognize and invite people into the pace of engagement that number one kind of meets them where they currently find themselves and that actually contributes to their recovery because yeah, recovery both has a sort of a needing of the church and the community, but I think healthy recovery often also includes um, uh, a contribution that lets the the gifts that I have or hold get to be shared with others. That's actually also is good for me that, 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 and again, people are at different places, different capacities at any given time. So it's trying to find that, that healthy sort of sacred and, and appropriate pace, but to, to just, and some people right now are find themselves with tons of energy and are kind of jumping into, to helping contribute to ministry at, sort of paces or capacity more than they ever have because they that's kind of actually what's helping them in their jesus centeredness and jesus following right now where where others are engaging at at different kinds of paces uh yeah um and i think that's just the dance that pastorally and maybe even as ministry leaders were we should always be in and we're especially be trying to be attentive to these days i think yeah and i'd say that to to especially southridge listeners um depending on the place you're at know that we want to meet where, where you're at mm -hmm. if you're coming out and you're saying listen i i see us replanting and, and i want to participate more fully in it i want to get going and i i've been kind of restless through the pandemic and and in recent months uh We'll, we'll engage you where you're at and 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 want to want to involve you in that way if others are tentative or you know need a season or, or need the kind of investments that would stimulate recovery healing you know restoration or whatever you're not you know broken you're it's mm -hmm. not you're not participating dysfunctionally this is part of what being a community is and we mm -hmm. want to meet you where you're at so mm -hmm. don't be afraid of that lean in there and allow us, especially pastorally, even through a role like yours, Jeff, in St. Catharines, uh, to be able to to be able to kind of enter into that place because we're, we're all finding ourselves in different places these days. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking about the anchor cause. We're talking about uh, some of the challenges that we're facing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know in all of our locations, and certainly in, in St. Catharines, there are opportunities in front of us. And there, there seems to be, whether you're kind of interacting with people in the lobby on Sundays or uh, at Norm's place during the week as part of our anchor cause, there's a real sense of optimism mm -hmm. uh, in our, in our encouragement these days, in our location these days. What is your sense of what people are excited about and how are people 
kind of engaging to a greater degree in mm-hmm. the Jesus-centered life of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a whole a whole host of of those kinds of things that that are are at work right now. Like, um, I feel like there's a lot of people feeling excited about inviting and involving friends in in our church family, um, largely because of the love beyond belief space that exists, mm-hmm. and you're starting to to see those invitations and see those stories and see those, those journeys that are beginning or renewing in, in people's lives. Um, I think of one of the things that that's been a bit of a, a challenge. It feels like in St. Catherine's in, in this coming out of the sort of this re, re, replanting era is just even the, the scale of our facility and some of the space of our facility between how it serves family ministry and or helps our kids feel integrated with the whole gathering or some of the stuff we're talking about first impressions to really foster community. We're talking about making our, our lobby the most welcoming place on earth. And what's cool in that, we're not there yet, but we've got uh, some people, uh, Jen Surtees, who's now involved directly in our, our, our family ministry in St. Catharines and some first impressions leaders that are jumping on board that kind of want to all work together to collab- collaboratively to... Uh, really bring sort of all stages of life into greater community together and really tap into this is a vibrant, most welcoming place kind of kind of experience. Um, so that's, I'm really looking forward to how that unfolds over the summer and in, into the fall. Um, Norm's place is, is probably the, the hottest, most exciting topic, certainly around our St. Cath- Catherine's team and staff these days of this environment. It's basically for those that aren't connected to our St. Catherine's location, Norm's Place is the new sort of language for what has been our cafe space in our St. Catherine's location. And it's, it's a tribute or, or a legacy to uh, Norm Arnold, who was a, was a longtime community member who passed away a few years ago. Um, but it is, it is this space, and even kind of in a neat way, kind of right in the middle of our facility between where we gather on Sundays and where our, our friends who, who are, are staying with us at any given time as residents uh, live, um, right, right in the middle where, um, for now, a few times a week, it's sort of this open cafe to come and experience life on life, community and relationship, probably in a bit of cross-cultural, some unexpected friendships kinds of ways. And uh, those that are participating in it are, are experiencing great life from it. And they're, the amount of ideas, the sort of list of brainstorms of how that can keep growing and expanding is extremely long. Some of them are just how does even we use the outdoor space a little bit this summer when, e- when weather is nice in the evenings to have Norm's place outside. How do we yeah, have our barbecues or additional events? We did some hockey night at Southridge events that are called kind of Norm's Plus, where we can have even a broader invitation to the community. So anyways, all kinds of energy there. Um, and I'd also say related to our anchor cause and, and these friendships that make a difference, our community connect, we'll call it program, where... We have like 70 plus folks kind of in the church who are connected in diverse uh, cross-community, cross-cultural sort of unexpected friendships. Um, There's tons happening there Um, from just the one-on-one, life-on-life, abounding love relationships that are are ever emerging to then some of the bigger, exciting social events that happen. I know there's like 85 people that went to a Jays game a few weeks ago and consumed some 70 something hot dog or i don't even know i forget how many hot dogs well, they i thought it was one done. one in the 150 range maybe yeah. right exactly yeah. that probably makes more sense at the at the ratio of hot dogs that were being yeah. consumed on, on looney dog night at the yeah. jays game 
Um, but anyway, one for me that, that I think of, of the things that are inspiring and sort of optimistic and again, symbolic of, of this kind of activity um, on Victoria Day weekend, one of the community connect kind of uh, broader experiences was a bunch of people coming down to uh, Jones Beach in St. Catharines to take in the fireworks together, some fireworks together on the beach there. And that was one that our family participated in. And there again, 70, 80 some odd people on the beach, all kinds of ages and stages of life. Folks currently, you know, staying within our shelter, some of our friends formerly experiencing homelessness, members of the community, you know, eating hot dogs once again, playing with sparklers, playing spike ball. And it was interesting that night as I was putting Haley to bed, I don't even remember exactly how we got in this conversation. Um, but somehow we were in one of these conversations. Maybe we did actually read something that night of like, not that this is frequent for us, but like kind of a, what is heaven like? And in the freshness of that experience, I couldn't help but both kind of feel like this was being revealed to me and share with her and sort of imagine or what if, like it feels at least to some degree, like heaven could be like people from different walks of life on a beautiful beach, taking in the wonder and magic of something like fireworks, enjoying each other's company in a way beyond what they could have expected or manufactured on their own. Like, maybe we actually just experienced a little bit of what heaven was like tonight. And um, it was one of those things that was even less of some parental or pastoral wisdom share and more like these things were being said to me. And I was just so moved by it. And that's, that's happening in all kinds of ways across our community. And uh, it's, it's not just worth being optimistic about, it's worth thanking God for and, and continue to press into. Jeff, in our ministry rhythm, we talk about kind of launching in the back to school season, September-ish, wrapping up around the grade eight grad season, you know, end of June. And then we take a bit of a break in the summer and the break isn't just kind of physical, relational, even spiritual refreshment. The break is actually to reflect and kind of sort of reconfigure around some of the higher level conversations. When it comes to our St. Catherine's location, what would you say are the big conversations right now? that we're going to be in the summer kind of reflecting on or trying to trying to respond to. Mhm. Um yeah, I mean one is the uh future of the sort of the shelter operation. Again, there's there's this podcast a couple of weeks ago with with Annie that those that follow this and listen would have sort of got the full update there. We also had a town hall meeting kind of a week or so ago uh where we were uh kind of providing some updates on 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 some potential future developments around uh, our shelter operation. So that one's going to be big, I think, for us in our St. Catherine's location. Um, some of these things I've touched on, like like uh, Jen Surtees, is who, who is our focus, St. Catherine's uh, location, kind of family life pastor. She's actually working at a camp this summer, so she's not going to be around as much. And yet I know as soon as she's back or in conversations both, you know, before or, or that others of us will be reflecting on is how we keep integrating families and kids uh into the fabric and life of the St. Catherine's location to a greater degree, both when we gather on Sundays in, in feeling like we're all connected well, um, in how we actually partner with parents in their sort of average everyday kind of day-to-day lives, and in how people of all ages and stages, including our kids, can engage in anchor cause life, whether it's through environments like Norm's Place or community barbecues. 
um, or other shared meals that we might create down the road. That's a big conversation. How do we do more of that better? Um, with our first impressions teams, one of the things we're trying to make a summer project is just reimagining and maybe even making over a bit of the environment and flow of our St. Catherine's lobby to just keep contributing to community uh, when we are in those spaces together um, and, and trying to be this most welcoming place on earth. And uh, another one that comes to mind for me um, is, is uh, trying to build more bridges with Brock University. We are also kind of uniquely positioned on Glenridge Avenue here, just a couple kilometers away from Brock University and the other, uh, you know, the over 10,000, however many thousands of students these days, you know, are, are participating in life there. And uh, we want to be a place where young adults uh, can engage well, maybe even again, uniquely here, be neighbors to Brock students. And anyways, I've just been in some conversations recently with some folks in our community who are passionate about that and want to help bring some innovation to how we build those bridges. So that's something I'm going to be trying to pay some attention to this summer and see even maybe where some, some partnerships with other organizations that are up to engaging Brock students and just love support and even, you know, a community of faith, what that could look like. Um, so those are some that are, that are top of mind for me. Um, in addition to, we touched on this, this idea of recovery, um, wanting to learn what it means to keep growing in being a community of, of recovery, because I think we have a strength in often being a community of use a word like activism and, and kind of moving forward a lot of fronts of what it means to, to hopefully resemble Christ, incarnate Christ's love in the church. And I think helping people experience recovery and healing, I think is part of that. But um, I know it hasn't always been my default gear when you, when your sort of instinct is to just, is to push things forward. Sometimes again, it's about managing the pace so that people, what can be pushed forward is just the flourishing health and well-being of people's soul and spirit and 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 uh and life especially when they've been through something extremely difficult if not traumatic which we have all been through in the last number of years so mm-hmm. that's a bunch well, of things but that's 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 really great stuff um as we as we wrap things up knowing there are leaders outside of southridge who listen in uh as well as people from our community who aren't from our st Catharines location in this emerging clarity of you as the location pastor of our St. Catherine's location, what would you say are your final encouragements or challenges, or maybe even dreams Mm. uh, of particularly the location you're taking responsibility for, or kind of the broader church, ours and beyond um, as we head into this summer season? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a big question. And I mean, I was reminded recently as we're sort of in this uh, June for us includes uh, evaluation kind of reviews with staff and some retreats uh, in, in reflecting the past year. And, and, and someone had reminded me just in the last couple of weeks of, you know, just about a year ago, um, as we were in earlier phases of still trying to find our way out of sort of the, the pandemic life, um, we were even asked, sometimes asking questions like, do we even have a church? And... 12 months later, um, well, all the various challenges and th- disorientations, everything, we, the kinds of things we talked about we're working through, um, to sense the ways God is up to something um, quite powerfully, quite vibrantly in, in, I think, a renewal kind of way is 
compelling for me. I want to be compelling for the people of our St. Catharines location. I want it to be compelling for the people of our entire Southridge community and, and our church and anybody connected to churches listening that beyond in wherever kind of you find yourself. Um, and kind of the other th- the, the thing I've been thinking is, is something talk about how is a church doing a location, whatever, like for any of us listening attached to any kind of faith community, like if you even have a church, it's, it's us, it's the people listening and it's the hearts and lives and how we're going to live in Jesus following love exuding, um, growing in compassion and generosity kinds of ways, like how we're doing or how we will be doing is simply is going to be sort of as significant or substantial as as kingdom advancing as we sort of choose to respond to Jesus' invitation on all that. And because of the way we're seeing so much of that and, and sort of a re- renewal and, and replanting, like let's lean in further. Let's, let's keep going all in on that. And another 12 months from now, another five years from now, another 10 years, another 20 years from now, imagine what God has done uh, among us. Um, that's when I, when I pause to think about that kind of heart and vision, it, it really stirs me. And, and I want us to all be stirred by that together. Fantastic. Jeff, thanks for uh, helping us reflect on where we're at in our ministry season as we're kind of wrapping things up and uh, know that we wish you and your family all the best for uh, uh, not just a reflective, but a really refreshing uh, Mm. summer season. Appreciate you very much. Thanks, man. Yeah, you as well. And uh, to all of you who track with us, uh, thanks for being here. And we'll see you in about seven days time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Thank you.